This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. All right, guys, as we traditionally lead off the third segment on our midweek show, it's time for the Michigan Panic Meter. And I will say, as you guys know, we go from uh, gray, which is the uh, the least panic, to light gray, to white, which is neutral, to light scarlet, all the way over to scarlet if you're really panicked about the Michigan game. And I moved it to neutral after Sharon Morse crying this weekend. I will keep it at neutral. I that nothing has changed in my feelings on this game yet, Spencer. Yeah, I think that's fair to to kind of keep it where it's at. Um I'm I'm not to not to make for a boring segment here, but I'm I'm keeping mine in the same spot, which mine was just barely in the in the in the in the light gray. It was the first time either of us have touched the light gray this year. But um, just with how Ohio State won the other night, they took care of business. Offense looked good. I get it was Michigan State. There's context there. Um, we'll see how they look against Minnesota. I, I guess the only thing that's in the back of my mind kind of worrying me is this, I guess, crusade that Michigan's on to just get everybody back because they feel like they're being slighted. But I can't worry about that right now. I think I'm, I'm more concerned with what Ohio State's doing. And right now they have me believing and how the Penn State-Michigan game went. I think that they can at least keep that game close. And if you keep the game close, as we know, anything can happen. So I'll stay in the light gray for now. All right. Now we move to fourth and short on first down, two weeks out. Who has more momentum, Ohio State or Michigan? Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's a good question. 
question. Well, it's it's, it's interesting because question, it's, right? I, I I think they both have different types of momentum. Like I think mm-hmm. Ohio State is building moment, mo- momentum on the field. Like they sluggish start to the season. We didn't really know what they were going to be. Almost lose to Notre Dame. And they've gotten just kind of great. You talk about teams getting better as the season goes on. I think we have undoubtedly seen that from Ohio State this year. Versus Michigan, I think we're still kind of like, yeah, they're blowing out. They've kind of just stayed the same, and we we mm-hmm. haven't seen them tested too much yet to know. So I think from like an on the field standpoint, like I I think what Ohio State's doing is building momentum. But I think the momentum of this this sign stealing scandal is something that obviously is is a factor for Michigan, and I think that's sort of uh, something that's that's allowing them to build momentum from a you know we just want to dominate everybody standpoint and motivation standpoint. So I guess I'll I'll, I'll split it up that way where I think uh, on the field it's Ohio State, but off the field I think it's Michigan. I think oddly Ohio State and Michigan have switched places last week because now it was Ohio State blowing out an inferior opponent and it was Michigan um, pulling away late from uh, you know quality opponent in Penn State. So I'll say this. I think Michigan has – I think Michigan's win against Penn State is a better win because you were on the road. I also think – I think I think this off the field stuff is giving them real momentum. I th- I think it's just I think they're just going to continue to to rabble each other up and get each other pissed off. And I think the players are into Pride. it. And yeah, and so like I I think the idea like listen, I think it's really really I think you're getting these two teams as good as you could get. I would give Michigan the nose in the momentum side of things. But like honestly, as you were talking, you were starting to sway me as well. So I I. I all of this is to say, in the end, I think it's so close it doesn't matter. I think we are really I'm, – I'm going to continue to sell this fight. I think we're gearing up to one of the best Michigan-Ohio State games ever as long as as long as long what we've seen of Ohio State is, is a true represent, representation of who they are. We move to second down here. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr.'s Heisman hopes – Man, I got to tell you, bleep Bo Nix. Uh, this dude went from, I think, <laughs> that is the third best odds to now he's the favorite at minus 110. Big Penix Energy plus 370, Michael Penix Jr. Then Jaden Daniels, who's also leapfrogged Marvin Harrison Jr. at plus uh, 370. Then Marvin Harrison Jr. at plus 600. Carson Beck, a distant, plus 3,500. Jalen Milrow of Alabama, plus 5,000. I, th- I think... I think we've got one. I don't count out Milrow because the opportunities there to to make up a lot of this ground. I think Marvin's as close as you can do to guaranteeing himself a top three spot. But I'll just ask you, are you more or less confident he'll make a serious run at the Heisman than you were a week or two ago? Um, I'm more confident for sure. Um, I think it, this next game – we said it. We said it a couple weeks ago. These the, the stretch of games between Wisconsin and Michigan was going to be about him basically padding his stats. He needed to get his numbers up, sort of on par with what Devonta Smith had a couple a couple of years ago when he won the Heisman. And I think we saw that with the two touchdowns he had against Rutgers, even though he didn't have a lot of yards that game, that helped. And then this past weekend, he just lit up Michigan State. So he's got to have a similar performance, I think, this weekend. And if he does that, then I think that does set the stage for. His his Heisman hopes basically come down to, as we've said, beating Michigan. If they beat Michigan, he has a touchdown. He puts up some good numbers. I think it it, it could be his award. 
if they lose that game, I think he could still be a finalist if his numbers are still in the right place. But yeah, how big, how much do you think it matters that the Heisman winner has to be part of a team that like wins their conference or something? Um, I think it's significant. I, yeah, I do. I agree. I, I think. So that means I, one I, of Bo Nix or Michael Penix is probably, they, they might still be a finalist, but for them to like win it, I think the person who wins the conference probably has a, a leg up than the, over the other. Yeah. So I would, I would imagine, I, I would imagine that that is a feather in the cap there. So yeah. All right. Now we go to third down. Will Jim Harbaugh, this prediction time, will Jim Harbaugh be on the sidelines for Ohio State, Michigan? I'm going to say yes. Um, I think what happens on Friday probably is that they say, I, I don't know how it's all going to play out or what the, the process is. I know it's like he's, he asked for a restraining order or whatever it is, and that'll grant him time to, you know, it's, it's like when you appeal something in sports, like a suspension, you can still play until the appeal's heard. Um, I'm, I'm thinking that they'll just kind of say like, all right, we're lowering it to two games or something like that, and he'll just miss this week. And then we back out there for Ohio State, Michigan, because it, it listen, the Big Ten to this point has basically listened to what their band of coaches have said and what the what the people want. Like the public was demanding for Michigan to be punished. So they listened to they they, they crowdsourced essentially. And I can tell you right now, I think the the reading of the tea leaves tells me that the the audience, your fans, your constituents. They want Jim Harbaugh on the sideline for that game. So I'm going to go ahead and say that they'll let it happen and he'll be out there because, I, like I said earlier in the show, I don't think it benefits anybody if he's not out there for that game. Um, I I lean towards yes. Um, I wonder if this Friday is going to be the end-all, be-all for the rest of the regular season. I just would be surprised. I mean, I would be surprised if the Big Ten truly let this happen. I'd be surprised if uh, – I don't know. I, I, and maybe part of this is I just want him on the sidelines, right? If Sharon, if you beat Sharon Moore, it's not the same thing as if you beat Jim Harbaugh. Well, and I, I think I lose to Sharon Moore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, believe me. That'll be a conversation for this this same Tuesday show next week. I think. What if they? Yeah. If once we know the answer, what if Ryan Day loses to a non-Jim Harbaugh head coach team? Yikes! All right. Now we go to fourth down, fourth and short here. We, uh, the, we got the selection uh, committee tonight. We will do, we will be doing the live on the 92.3 The Fan YouTube channel. Will Ohio State stay number one? I'm going to say they're going to be two. I think Georgia cemented themselves as number one, blowing out a top 10 team. Um, it's kind of been a slow build for them. You're waiting for them to play some of these ranked opponents and, and get more of a test on what they'd seen to this point. I think they got that the last two games. One of them was a little closer. They pulled away in this one. And I think the the story on them is well, actually last week I think it was close for a little while. Then they pulled away from Missouri as well. But then this week, obviously, top ten team in in Ole Miss. Yeah, I, I think this is what cements them as one. And Ohio State will go to two, and it'll set the stage for potentially Michigan and Ohio State to play in two weeks as the the second and third ranked teams. I'm fifty fifty. I, I think there's I think there's still a significant chance that Ohio State stays one, but I think it's a toss up. Mm. And it'll be interesting because, you know, you almost ask yourself, all right, if the Georgia win over um, Ole Miss is enough to kick Ohio State out of the one spot, is the Penn State win for Michigan, which was on the road and by one point more than what Ohio State did over Penn State in Columbus, is it enough to move Ohio State two spots? I don't know. 
I don't. I don't know, think so. I, I, I think I, because that game was as close as Ohio State's was, I think it keeps them ahead of them. But but I think I think this is finally where we find out how real the conference or the 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 selection committee thinks Ohio State is. Because if they're number one here, that's that's a pretty strong endorsement. Because they they could have chosen to uh, blow out Michigan State and run the score up more. They didn't. Um, and again, the downside of that is maybe they just look at the thirty-eight to whatever uh, score and say, "Well, that's not enough." You know what I mean? But like, I'm fifty-fifty. I, I think there's, I think there's as likely of a chance that Ohio State's number one as there is Georgia. And I did, and I've not said that. I have been resolute. The first two weeks, they're number one. They should be number one. Now I think it's a real conversation. So what what that is to say is you should definitely be listening to the live stream of the uh, selection committee results tonight as we kind of react to that. Of course, it's a later one tonight. It's nine, be the nine, nine o'clock hour. Yeah. So we got that going, guys. Uh, that is it for us. Again, please rate follow, subscribe, all those things to the podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the 92.3 The Fan YouTube channel as well as you guys continue to support us. We appreciate you. Follow us at Nick Wilson says at Spencito underscore. Until we meet again, go Bucks.